2017. Three men joined together in a pact to see what they could collectively do to advance civilization, further the cause of world peace, and elevate mankind. These three men were internationally renowned musician and Lincoln Park multi-instrumentalist Dave Phoenix Farrell, multiple PGA Tour champion and world-class golfer Brendan Steele, and Mark. They named themselves the members. Those who they chose to sit with and ponder the mysteries of the universe, they named the guests. What you're about to listen to is one of those historic conversations. Welcome to the Member Guest Podcast. Welcome to Member Guest. Bam! And we're in. Kind of exciting theme intro music. We've got an awesome guest here today with us. Excited to have him back. We were talking about earlier today. When you are around, then I can say that combined, we have over, I'm going to just make up the number, but over 200 million albums sold worldwide, over seven Grammys, and over six whole inches combined penis (laughs) width. It took you exactly 30 seconds to throw it. I love that. It took, took you 30 seconds. Okay, so as our introduction concludes here, a drum roll. Which is very professional in podcast circles to be drumming at or near microphones. But in your honor, drummer Trey of Green Day. What's up, Trey? Hey, guys. It's good to be back. And uh, it's good to have you. Yeah. Welcome back. Only one guy clapped. <laughs> I'm not. I'm still not sure about you. And he's out. <laughs> Dre just left. So the rest of the episode will be members only. I was going to have us build up an actual drum beat, which I think we still could do. In your in your honor, it ended up turning into a drum roll of sorts. Yeah. Do you have any interest in actually? We can create a beat. Right create now a beat. The, yeah. Okay. So, so you're you're helping us. I'll do this. Give Brendan a job. Hey! That's Brendan's job. Hey! Oh no, we're having Trey hey! assign you job. Oh, or this is working. Hey! Hey! Where's Mark? Kind of doing a bass. Alright, this is terrible. I think that. <laughs> I think Wait, we might we, have something there. Yeah, we yeah, a bad case of no rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've but always we, we known do that. Have, had that. What, Trey, what we that, do have is that Johnny Walker, uh, extra aged black. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, uh, our, John. John, our friends at Johnny. Yeah, Brendan's friends at Johnny. He sent it, sent him the bottle. That was Jim Beam. <laughs> That's what I meant. Same, same difference. It's a J. It's this, it's 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 brown liquor. This episode brought to you by Johnny Walker and Jim Beam doing a collaboration <laughs> with Maker's Mark. <laughs> Comboing up for us. Dave made special been, cocktails, it, though. It may have been terrible, with Trey. Bullet. <laughs> <laughs> All true. It may have been a terrible drum beat. I will give you that, but it was in your honor. So hopefully you feel honored. At, At least I have good. some honor. It has to feel good. On the topic of drumming, I recently got a drum set from Rob, our drummer from Lincoln Park. Also a monster drummer in mm. my estimation. I think Rob's fantastic. He had this extra kit. Because I was telling him, I play drums. Lindsay played drums years back. Doesn't really anymore. And then our oldest daughter takes lessons. And we're changing from having a V-drum kit at the house. We want a real kit. He's like, dude, take this kit. I don't play it. It's like perfect. It's smaller. Take it home, set it up. So I left it as close as I could and still fit it in the car. I left all the, not machinery, but what's it called? Hardware. Hardware, thank you. <laughs> I left the hardware as true to what it was as I could, but it wasn't exact. I don't want to break it completely down, go home, and then have to set it up from scratch. Because I know that me lazy. setting up a drum set, well, one, that's hard. It be dangerous. Two, dangerous, thank you. Three, I'm not good at it. It's going to be a disaster. Four. Refer- there's children that live in, in the, your home. There's children. You. Five, yeah. refer back to the first four. We'll go with that. And six, you're a terrible drummer. Pick up sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Dave's not a terrible drummer, but his, I'm, his, I'm terribly. He's he's good. got a drum set, but just, he didn't have an ex, Rob didn't have an extra kit. No drummers have extra kits. That's true. He gave you that kit because he loves you. 
Because you're his brother, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I, get it, I get it home. It's partially still intact. Trey comes over the house for a barbecue. And I'm kind of like, hey, Trey, I got this new kit. Can you come look at it? Help me dial it in. Trey comes out, dials it. It's actually really awesome now. Well, when I when I got there, I looked at it. Had, anyone here old enough to remember the Sears Robot, uh, Roebuck catalog? And they would have... <laughs> Like the drum sets for sale in there, and like the way they the drum sets were set up were always super goofy. Like the toms would be all like kind of sideways, and it's just obviously meant to photograph the kit to see the most of the surface of the drum, right. not to play it. That's kind of what I walked into at Dave's house. <laughs> it sort of looked like, uh, or if like they were going to give a drum set away on the prices, right? You know, it would come out. It looked like that. It, it was all over the place, or it was set up to be probably plugged into rob's kit which is a much bigger setup with a lot of bells and whistles and lots of more space maybe it's probably set up higher for like you know your stadium rig and you're putting it in your little home rig it just it was it was funky so after all this i get a i get a kit from rob i have my new tech tray come (laughs) over set it up for me just cost a little uh barbecue what was it like to do your first drum teching gig Oh, that was my first drum teching gig. <laughs> that was my third How one. How was Dave as a boss? <laughs> you're a good accomplice because I think when you're setting up drum sets, you're actually up to no good. You're you're out to piss off the neighbors, and I don't know. It's it's it kind of feels naughty to set a drum set up next to a window with no soundproofing. I I like it. <laughs> I really like doing that. So, thank you for that opportunity. It was my pleasure to have you. It come sounds in. good. It's a, it's a it's a cute little Gretsch kit, the 20-inch kick, I think. I think it's nice. I have a, the exact same problem I have when it comes to golf in the fact that Brendan's equipment does not do for me what it does oh, yeah. for him. Mm-hmm. Similarly, my equipment doesn't do for me what it does for you when you play my drum equipment. Yeah, true. I couldn't hit his clubs either. I don't think anybody could hit Brendan's clubs. Your clubs are probably Except hella long, Brenda. too, huh? Everybody likes to act like my my clubs are just like, oh, the pros get all the good stuff. Their ball goes straighter and farther with them. But it's, uh, I mean, we do have a lot of advantages. We get set up the right way. It's the same with you guys with music, right? You can you get everything that you want, how you want it. You get it fully dialed in, set up for you exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we do have an advantage from that standpoint. My dream is to... To one day be sponsored by Nike Golf for golf balls and clubs. That that's someday that's a nice my dream. dream. I, I that's just a good hope, dream. Hope to someday achieve that dream. So, if I, anybody from Nike's listening, I mean, maybe hey, maybe they can set you up. Hey, did you or did you not get your eye infected because of Dr- Dave's drum kit? <laughs> no, I told you it was, it was Raul. Raul. Yeah, Raul was a little heavy-handed on the uh, uh, cranial. Um, so fun fun fact at the mutilating. moment IO facial release technique thank you thank you Dave and Trey both have <laughs> you what said is known facial as facial release <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I see what the, you're doing here the real term too is myofacial and I went IO facial and it's just such a stupid <laughs> pun and I have yeah, to now yeah, explain it which yeah. makes it even worse D- Dave's like I it? missed it but I like it the yeah. IO facial massage yeah. IO facial get it so you both currently have <laughs> blood <it>. eye <laughs> Let me tell you why that's funny, Trey. <laughs> Let me explain to you my joke. We, yes, we both currently have blood eye. Discuss. <laughs> is it the same Dude. eye or are you different eyes? Let me see. His is left well, eye outside. Mine's right eye outside. So it's like a, a, a mirror, mirror image. image. Yeah. It's like we It's like we walked into each other and our eyes smashed each other. No, I'll tell you what really happened. Uh, Game of Thrones hid six... Iron thrones around the world, and well, me and Dave fervently looked for those thrones, and we found it at the exact same time and sprinted towards said throne. And well, we basically got our eyeballs poked with the throne while somebody else sat in it and got the photo. And we didn't catch the Pokemon. We didn't catch them all. No, but honestly, Game of Thrones, I I, I don't back it. I don't get Showtime. You know, I'm a. I'm a purist with that story. I read the book, you know. Did you really read it? Of course. And I think that uh, <laughs> in the book, which was written by a man from New Jersey, uh, George R. R. Martin, um, they don't speak in English accents. 
And that's why it's a little weird to me that everybody on the show has got an English accent. What does England have the, the fantasy land monopoly? Yeah. Do they all have to be <laughs> British? It's, it's you know. So I'm, I read the book, and, uh, you know, I, like I said, I don't have showtime. Uh, you got to explain that joke. Game of Thorns. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> it's Thrones. <laughs> That's why it's funny. It's because it's Thrones, not Thorns. Perfect. Yeah. And it's and it's, a, and it's not Showtime. Yeah, it's Cinemax. But, yeah. So the Blood Eye is uh, a, so okay. Basically, the game of the Game of Thorns. So I wake up two Sundays ago, whatever it was. I have an extra pupil on the outside of my right eye, and it's a blood pupil. It's mm-hmm. literally this super dark tight circle of blood i don't know where it came from i don't know what caused it i text my doctor we have that kind of relationship he's awesome text him hey here's a picture of me i'm about to leave for napa is this an issue he's like no you're good like as long as as long as you can see and as long as it doesn't hurt you're fine great not a big deal but he's like it will take like a couple weeks to go away as you guys can look and see it's it's a lot better now but it's still a little wacky i run into trey at our game of thrones premiere party that we're both attending which, P.S., George R. R. Martin is there. Yeah, I saw him. He's there. Is that, is he your friend? He's my old drum tech for 22 years. This <laughs> and he Kenny Butler, he this... cuts hair at the Classic Clipper on 17th and he Street. Writes He's a barber. He wildly popular books. He, he does, on the shitter. <laughs> sure enough, haven't seen Trey for at least a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I see Trey at the Game of Thrones premiere party, and Trey has a blood eye. Mm-hmm. With you, we constantly have this weird dovetailing brotherhood of bizarre things mm. insert penis joke here go Trey <laughs> you said insert penis there you go <laughs> get it penis okay so <laughs> get it no, but got neither it. one of you have any idea how you got this no I can I mean I was either playing harmonica or like something way more interesting. Dave thought his was sneeze related at some point. That's what I was told. It could be a sneeze. It could have gotten yeah. I could have gotten elbowed in the middle of the night. Let me ask you this though: you didn't stay to watch the actual show. You just showed up for the Game of Thrones. I told party. you, I'm a purist. Is that? Have you watched any of the shows? No, I I've watched um, probably three seasons worth, four seasons. So okay. I'm a little behind. Yeah, yeah. You know, who had the best costume? You. Thank you. Duh, your whole your whole crew. Yeah, like six. Like you look like you weren't like wildly. You guys looked like people that would live in the castles and and, and kill people when the only at thing whim. like <clears throat> you yeah die. I can say that when we got into our Uber for the night, the driver was a little bit weirded out. <laughs> it was all, we all met up at my house, and then the six of us from there went to Newport Beach. The last time I was in that same outfit, my Jon Snow outfit, was also with you. I have a tendency to... Yeah. Apparently... It's like, called cosplay, people. <laughs> we we just hang out in, like, steam I mean, rooms. Trey and I do uh, have a history of cosplay. Yeah. You were the Morton Salt fisherman. Yep. Which mm-hmm. I love. Mm-hmm. I was when young. it rains, it pours, baby. <laughs> oh, wait, that's the, that's the girl from this actual salt. Okay. Sorry. I'm just salt on the boring. brain. So the last time I wore that costume, again, same thing. I'm in the costume. The last time that I brought my sword too, which was awkward. I learned my lesson, didn't bring that this time. Go to the new, whatever it is, hotel in Newport. I don't have the cape on, so I'm, I'm minus the fur cape. I'm just in like a leather strappy get up, get out of the thing. All the valet guys are helping to park our car because we self-drove that time. Yes. And it literally looks like I'm wearing a... The most common description would be like a, a Neo outfit from The Matrix. It sounds a lot different than Jon Snow. I, I didn't you... have the wig on yet. I didn't have like the whole thing. And, <laughs> yeah. and nobody had Or the any... fur cape. The fur cape takes it from futuristic back to Westerosi. Right. And it's like, it's 75 <laughs> degrees outside and you're in you like an a all, fur cape like in a, 75? A white modern setting. So even like the pictures we were taking, we're kind of like, it does, the character doesn't fit in the space. So it feels a little weird. <laughs> In Dave the Lido house. The, <laughs> Jake, uh, do you guys rent bicycles? And we're going to get some good fish tacos around here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Trey, you've got a new addition to the family. How has this new addition been changing things for you? Man, Mickey, he is 
like the cutest thing you've ever seen and it's like wake up and he's like ball of sunshine every morning i don't know it's it's pretty amazing constantly on your toes like uh like you're, you're playing a game of dodgeball all the time, um, but the idea <laughs> it is, just never ends, <laughs> right? Yeah, but you're, yeah, you're not allowed to throw the ball back. <laughs> you can only dodge. A, you can't right. catch. You can't yeah. throw. That's yeah, amazing. He's a good eater. He's a good sleeper. He's a big boy. He's great. He's just he's a happy baby. So we're stoked. He loves music. We do music time every day. A little. Uh, little vinyl action so he his favorite song is mickey's monkey by Smokey robinson and sometimes uh well actually the miracles but uh sometimes he'll just be like inconsolable like just kind of pissed off and he's like hey you want some mickey's monkey and put that song on he's he'll sit there and chill out and just listen to music it's amazing yeah he likes neil young he likes aretha franklin Likes I, what were we playing? I played him the specials today and gave him a little taste of ska. It's getting know, some nice the exposure. Interrupters, there. yeah. It's getting good music. I got a lot of records. You guys had any major blowouts yet? Like the poop ones? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah one got all over my my clothes. That was fun. I was home, you know. Yeah. It hasn't happened like you know going through security on a, on a at an airport going somewhere yet, but you know it's coming. Because apparently, like, he just eats milk, you know, right now. So when they start eating real food, the the poops get more real, too. I would argue that the the more real the poop is, the easier, though. Because it's not just this weird, like, toothpaste consistency. That, yeah, because like, the blowouts normally don't come with, like, you know, what well, once, you think of as a normal poop. Once you get the no. real, once they're eating real food, then the poop stings. But right now, but, it's... But it comes out like turds. Yeah. yeah, but it stinks too. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the stink, man. I, I have two Frenchies. I, I'm, you know, poop is not a big deal for me. I've actually had. Some, I, it's funny we should talk about poop. <laughs> the guy that, that's on the record, Dookie. But uh, the I've had poop go in my mouth like human, <laughs> like from. Okay, let's go back a little bit. Changing gears. We we're on my. Oh no, we're not. We we're on my boat in uh, the San Francisco. Bay and we're all swimming and we're anchored up and I noticed there's a little bit of, of of brown liquid coming down from this little like spill hole thing for the for the you know uh, waste for the bathroom. So I go up and I, I start messing with it and it pops open and then a geyser of shit goes into my face <laughs> and fills my and I was like smiling at the time so it fills my mouth, <laughs> my eyes, my head. And then it continues to shoot eight feet into the air for a while. And so I just jump into the ocean, right? I'm like, fuck this. I'm jumping and I'm ah, trying to eat the, eat the water. And then I see this like shit um, geyser coming out of the boat. And then my friends are on the boat. And like, luckily everybody was in, on the bow because the entire back of the boat got covered in this, this shit. And here's the thing. I've never shit on the boat. Right. But I had bought the boat used about seven years earlier so that was seven year old somebody else's shit so it got stuck in a vacuum lock in the in the system because i never pooped in that boat and so it got stuck in this vacuum lock and just exploded in my face and that's the like a boat boat version of a of a blowout it's a boat blowout yeah so so anything with the baby bring it on bring it on i don't care i'll Uh. i'll clean your diaper you're talking about <laughs> yeah, I winked at him you guys missed that part <laughs> so you're, you're talking about Be my the, guest. it's starting to like smell worse this was just I think yesterday and it's not a shit story I won't name the kid <laughs> in my family <laughs> but you will find that you get to a point where kids feet start to stink like there's a point where kids won't wear socks anymore like they'll just think like, I don't know, maybe I don't have time for socks. They either they can't find the socks or they just won't wear them or whatever. Kids can do that and get away with it to a certain point, and they won't smell, and then a certain, they'll cross a threshold, and then it'll just be like, holy cow, you're not allowed to take like your shoes off anywhere near me, and especially like if we're in a car, 
no way get out of here because you're <laughs> like you're not it's the worst thing in the world like it's a little person and they can create such a disaster of feet smell which for me is almost like worse than diaper it's not worse than the boat blow out in the face no i can't think of anything that would be worse than that <laughs> yeah i had the a, shit geyser yeah i had a similar situation with the camper too but it was nowhere near as bad it's not, wor- <laughs> not worth mentioning after that like What's the camper you could have started yeah. with the camper story yeah. and then moved on to that yeah, one. You don't you put can't Blue go Oyster Cult on after the stones. <laughs> <laughs> Trey, you had mentioned, this is a follow-up too from the last time you were on Member Guest, but you had mentioned last time you had done some golf uh, school uh-huh. with, uh, not Ledbetter, Butch, Butch, Butch. Butch Harmon. Yeah. And you had said... While you were staying at the Rio, you got robbed. That's another story. I was listening back before you came on just, yeah. just to see what we talked about that last one. What's that story? Did you get robbed at... I, okay. I got pickpocketed at the Rio, and I didn't have my ID, so I had to go to the police station, and I, I, I couldn't fly home. So I had to stay in Vegas another day, and then it just got weird. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go I played more golf that was good you got to stay after a little bit because you got robbed yeah so with you guys all three of you with younger kids have you thought about parenting styles I'm really interested actually Trey with you because it's very similar in some ways with me as far as traveling how that goes mm-hmm. but have you thought about and you too Brendan because you, you'll be along that same path parenting styles how that might look different as you're uh, kids are getting older, what discipline might look like, etc. Do you have strategies for that? I I don't have strategies for that. I'm kind of just winging it, doing the best I can. Um, at this point, Tori's only 18 months, so there's not a lot of discipline going on. She disciplines me all the time. And, and I'm like, no, you're right. I need to give you that ball back. Type thing. You're right. I shouldn't be stealing your ball. You're right. I shouldn't be stealing your ball because I like to do that a lot. I like to take her stuff. I mean, we're telling her no with a lot of things. A lot of times she just laughs at us or she'll like, she'll do the little finger wave. Now she goes like, uh, 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 uh. So she starts to know at least she'll like, she likes to throw her food when she's done, right? Like the food that's in front of her, she'll just start chucking it all over the place. And we'll be like, no, Tori, no. And then, so now she'll like start throwing it and then she'll go, uh, uh. Uh -uh. (laughs) my wife and i we both agree that our no's have to be no and so certain times we find ourselves where we really have to commit every now and then she'll be like you were kind of overreacting there i'm like i know i just was like i chose that time to be committed to it and then other times you just fully let it go go in the room and you go okay we both know your mom's totally nuts (laughs) (laughs) so just just play along with it i'll get you an ice cream later cool got it let's go break Ready, break. <laughs> it is funny though, right? Because you're like the times when you choose to dig in, and you're right. like, Christy would be like, hey, "Why'd you pick that one?" It's like, I don't know. I, I don't figured know. I just I, I didn't the last four times, so it's I like need to do now. It is. It's like a poker hand where you're just like, yeah. "I'm all in." Yeah. Oh, you're like, really? You have Dude, you have Jack four. <laughs> that's good though, but it, it's difficult to like stick to some of the the nose. Right. Have I told you guys the walk home story at all? I've got a stubborn streak. I can admit that. Everybody, my, and, uh, like me, Lindsay, all of our kids, we all, we've all got that gift slash curse. And the kind where it's like, sometimes I'll just be like, if you don't, you know, blah, 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 stop doing this or do this, blah, 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 then Christmas is canceled. And then in my head, in my head, I'm already saying like, oh, shit. Because I know, like, I'm going to have to follow up on that. It's, <laughs> like, if they do this, then I'm going, to, me being me, I'm going to have to, like, hold to my word of what I just so said. You're like, please don't do this again. Yeah, no, I'm immediately <laughs> regretting it. So I had one where we were driving and our oldest had been having some, I obviously can't remember what the issue even was. And she had been having these moments where she would just freak out in the car. At this point, she's probably, I don't know, 10, something like that. So she's not a baby. She's a kid in a seatbelt. And she'd like take her seatbelt off and like shake the chair. Or, like She's being crazy. So I say... If you don't stop, like if you don't stop this right now, I'm going to stop the car and we're going to get out. At first, I think I threatened you're going to, you're going to, you, 
if you can't behave well enough to be in a car, you don't get to be in a car. You're gonna you're gonna be out of the car and you're gonna walk. Didn't didn't change anything. Didn't improve the situation. So I'm thinking, crap. I can't make her just get out of the car here. She's probably like ten. I'm in this random neighborhood. I can't just kick my kid out of the car. <laughs> what am I gonna do? <laughs> can't make good on that threat. So you could in the eighties. That'd be a fair yeah. game. So I yeah. pull I pull over and I I. I'm now like doubling down on my thing. I'm like, I'm going to take, I'm going to remove you from the vehicle. <laughs> if you can't calm down and stop, still doesn't stop. And I'm just like, shit. Like, well, I guess the only thing I can come up with is I'm going to remove myself from the vehicle too. So I take her out of the car. I take myself out of the car. I tell Lindsay, I'm like, I guess just drive home. And we're, we're now like out here in the middle of nowhere. Like, we're we're probably like five and a half six miles away from her house. I'm like, we're just out here, and she's like, okay. Are you wearing your Jon Snow costume? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a sword, whatever else. Lindsay and I on the side have a conversation. She's just like, I'll just go to Starbucks, and we'll see how this goes. Like, so she's like, I'll be right over here. If it improves, or whatever, then either walk over and meet me over at that Starbucks, or like I'll come back and pick you up. Me and daughter are still having a disaster. This for another 20 minutes they're now done at starbucks and i'm just like i don't know what to do like i don't feel like i can surrender at this point and just let her get back in the car and drive <laughs> home so i'm just like just drive home i i guess we'll walk and so Lindsay drives home at this point when everything finally simmers down i've now put myself in a situation where i am walking five miles home <laughs> like um, the long story short we had a good talk on the walk home, by the time we got like three and a half miles in, literally three and a half miles in, and we we're like in a great space, we're having a great chat, we're tired. Lindsay came back and picked us up. But in the meantime, we had uh, like multiple friends driving in and out of our neighborhood who like had seen us just walking and knew that we were super far away from the house, so didn't know what was going on. But like <laughs> honk and wave and then like text me. Like, why are you guys, what are you guys doing? Are you okay? Or like, did your car break down? What's going on? The Dave double down. Don't threaten to kick your kids out yeah. of the car because you might end up having to be kick yourself out of the car with them. Basically, don't threaten to do anything that you won't actually want to do. Unless you're at the bottom of the street. To do. Trey, you brought a uh, grappling hook last time, as well as some other things. Did you bring any fun things this time? No. I brought an empty Ultimate Ears can. Earbuds were in there. That's a good uh, parenting move. Carry earplugs. Oh, what's that? Oh, Dave brought his little pet rat. <laughs> you know, uh, let's talk about rats. Yeah, rats, we, rats are fun. We like a lot of rat what stories. Do you, what do you think what about is rats? That thing? What, what this, is, this is my his, his pet rat. My pet rat. Dave's got some sort of bird call situation here. Very good, Brendan. So we've got a Mount Whitney hike coming up. I got my first shipment of uh, gear. And the first thing that came was a bird call. I got a survival knife. I got like weatherproof strike anywhere matches. And that sounds somehow, really nice. <laughs> somehow it came with a bird call. Which I don't know if the point of this is to call the birds and then look at them. Or to warn them that you're coming. <laughs> or to like draw them in and then I hunt them. Yeah. Could Maybe any of those things. Is that you do a lot of that? But I, I do know that if you put me on like a 15 hour hike... I'm gonna. I can annoy the shit out of some people with this. <laughs> yeah. Wait till the rest of the shipment gets here. Yeah. Right. What's What's what next? Get? <laughs> I don't know. So a this, grappling hook. Uh, I'm, I maybe a grappling hook. one would hope. I'll borrow yours. This falls into the long line of things that Dave wants to do that are long and grueling, and that he always is trying to invite me to go do with him. Like he called me one day and said, "Do you ever do any long distance running?" No, no, Dave, I don't. I don't do any. He's yeah. like, well, we're just going for like a nine mile run, and it's, it's like yeah. it's 105 degrees out, you know. And he's like, yeah, we'll just we'll just run down to this barbecue place, and then eat barbecue, and we'll get picked up. You know, it's like, nah, were- I think I'm okay on that. And then now he's like, okay, Mount Whitney trip. It's 22 miles round trip. It's the highest peak in the 48 states. You know, it'll be. We'll get on the trail about 3 a.m. We'll we'll get off hopefully around seven or eight at night. And uh, it'll be it'll be a nice time. We'll have, we'll have a really nice time. So I never time. said it'll be a nice time. Be, <laughs> yeah. Part of the charm is that it's miserable. That it's really really hard. 
miserable. The but sick part is a, that I, I do want to do it. I will it. have a little baby baby bird with me. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Are there birds that high? When you get above the tree line, then no. For those no who can't uh, see this item that Dave has um, out there, it doesn't really make sense to take this on a Mount Whitney hike. It's about a four-pound object. This thing is like massive to take hiking. So he's, you know, he's. he's but it's there's something totally to it when he it. says it, the charm is being that thing is heavy. It's like the caddies say out on tour: every ounce counts. Mm. That's normally because. The players don't care because they're not carrying right. their own bag. Wait, what's the, what's the thing about the shorts? With the, shorts, the, the big big talk about shorts in the PGA. We, we got days. shorts on practice rounds now. We got we have the best commissioner. We got a new commissioner. Nice. The old commissioner was great too, but the new commissioner is fantastic. He's very progressive. Shorts and practice rounds. Nice. Why not? Yeah. Why not? It's Why only you- a matter of time before it's shorts in tournaments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shirts uh, off. Fine. Shirts, shirts off. Carts. Beers, yeah, music, smart golf balls, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff's coming. So buckle up. Will you go shorts in a tournament if it's hot? Or well, we can't do it in the tournament. We can do it in no, practice. But if, well, it, if it were to change, would you? Oh, cho- yeah, you yeah, would yeah. choose shorts, sure. dude. I imagine yeah. Jesper Parnovic would have like really short ones. Yeah, really short, like, really short and tight. Yeah, yeah, tight. Yeah, like I could little, see maybe that. even like the ringers on the bottom of them. Yeah, like tennis style, like I like old McEnroe style. I like the Jesper. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's nice. He, he's got uh, he's got the style. Yeah. Trey, talk to us about what you've got, what you've had going on lately. So on Record Store Day, which was Saturday, we put this thing out on vinyl, which is um, live at Woodstock '94, and then Billy made his debut as a album cover artist. Okay. With this thing, and it's uh, really, really cool. So it's basically. The cover of Dookie with duct tape over it, and it says Woodstock '94 live performance. And then, like, uh, he splattered mud on it, and then wrote "Never Trust a Hippie." <laughs> and then that's the that's the cover. Nice. That's cool. It's a fun listen. It was uh, a, a crazy set, like one set that like changed our whole lives. Really, um, after that day, it was like. Tons of people were showing up at our shows. Like that was kind of the the pivot moment. That was like a green jacket moment for uh, this band. Um, and now the entire set is remixed and uh, well mixed because it never never was out before. And I guess um, they had to, like bake the tape and do all kinds of restorative uh, things to it to get it. Um, mixable yeah but is that just an idea that one of you guys has to say hey what do we pull the music from that show we're kind of sitting on it like we we have some some cool recordings that over over the years like we recorded stuff and just kind of we're sitting on them you know um and i was like we want to do something cool for record store day and uh 25th anniversary of dookie wow that kind of seemed like a, a fitting release yeah have you guys done shows without one of the primary members in it at any point? Have they ever played it, had to play a show because you were sick or you got food poisoning? or We just get... play sick. Yeah. Mike? Mike wins as far as like playing sick. Really? He wins. And I'm not going to tell his story. He's going to come on this podcast. You know, we should call Mike. You want to call him now? We should call him and see, see if he'll do this podcast. Let's put him on the spot. Tell him Dave wants a bass off. Oh man, you've been challenged. That'll be a battle for the ages. Okay, but now that I think about it, if we call Mike, the first thing we ask him is about okay, tell us about the time that you had to shit on stage at Giant Stadium. He might be like, Whoa, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Who am I talking to right now? So <laughs> well, you don't need to ask him that. <laughs> So yeah, we play sick. That was his play sick moment. No, we 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 just play if we're sick or if we're hurt. I think we probably missed maybe like six shows ever. Really? You know, whatever. That's awesome. Years. One time, because I, I had like a club foot, I couldn't like put a shoe on. We were in like uh, what's that, North Dakota, 
not Bismarck. What's the other one? Sioux Falls? Wait, mm-hmm. no, that's South, South Dakota. Dakota. South Dakota. Fargo. We're up in Fargo, and we played some arena there, and it was freezing. And I'm, like, walking around barefoot, like, at the venue, and got some funk foot. Man, my <laughs> foot swole up, like... This is, like, some minor, minor league hockey place, right? Mm-hmm. They don't wash it. There's no... They don't pay to, to clean that place. They're like, well, the players keep it clean. No. Um, it was... <laughs> It was dirty. So, yeah, my foot I got all swollen up, and it was like this like, infected thing. Just right away? No, it was a couple of days. Within like, okay. a couple of days, the thing just swole up, and that was my first time missing a show because my foot was going to fall off. <laughs> we, we, we had one in Singapore that I missed. Well, I was in Singapore. I think the show that I missed was in Bangkok, Bangkok. maybe. I, got, I just got really, really sick. I remember... Did I have I told you guys? I think I've probably told the story a million times. Anyway, played golf in the morning. My brother was out. Played with me and Mark and my brother, and was totally fine. By that afternoon, I was just starting to crash. By the time we got to the airport to fly to the show that evening, I couldn't like. I went to the airport bathroom, and I was just annihilating that place out of both. Yeah, but, but what did you shoot? I played pretty well. Yeah, I played pretty day. well in Singapore. Yeah. I played okay. Yeah, yeah. By the time I got off the course, That's I was matters. not feeling great. Totally worth it. I come out of that bathroom, and our tour manager at the time uh, sees me and is just kind of like, "What? What is going on? Like, you do not look good." I guess I did not look good. He sends me back to the hotel. I basically proceed to crawl into my room, lay on the bathroom floor, and not leave the bathroom floor for probably 36 hours and was that the fake fiji water bottle yeah Yeah. i think like fiji water bottles on the on the stage at the time and i opened one of them we'd you know i'm very familiar with how that water tastes the seal cracks everything else is fine i go to drink it and i'm like whoa that's weird like that just tastes like kind of like tap water it was probably no more than you know, 36 hours to where I started feeling really, really sick. So that's the only thing I could think of might've been it, but it put me down. Like it put me down in a way where I was having thoughts of like, what happens if I die in Singapore? Does my body get flown home in like a casket? And then I get like buried in the U S or do I just get buried here? And there's like a tombstone in Singapore. How does this work? Anyway, our, my tech played that night for us. He's a, good enough bass player ps stuff i play for lincoln park is not that complicated or advanced don't tell anyone (laughs) but uh he he was he's able to hold it down for that show so the show went on nice yeah i think that's the only one that the only show that lincoln park has played barring one tour where i was out before hybrid theory came out so barring one set of like 10 shows in 2000 that was the only Linkin Park show that's been played that I didn't play. When you were tasty snacks, year, hold it down. Yeah, I was. I was tasty snacks, rocking with the tasty snacks. Yeah, at that point, yeah. that makes sense. So going back to um, ninety four Woodstock. Yeah, I saw. I I did see a picture. I think from your Instagram of that you guys all covered in mud. Yeah. What what, what I well okay the, what was going nine, on in the 94 that 94 Woodstock was a complete shit show it was like a Pepsi uh, sponsored thing it was like worldwide televised pay-per-view and all the stuff and every band of significance was there you know like it was crazy you know and of course you know people start uh, you know going around the fence and, and sneaking in and it did kind of became mayhem and then bad weather came and it was raining like crazy the whole place became a mud pit and uh it was you know pretty chaotic and like set up really well for green day to take the stage and make all hell break loose so were you guys playing late in the day no we were earlier uh, i actually don't remember maybe it's probably like three or four o'clock or something like that okay i remember 94 you weren't like headlining right um, at that point, it was starting to happen. Yeah, like, but but I, you weren't headlining that festival. Oh, of course not. No, yeah. we were like we're nobody heard of us. So, um, well, not nobody, but it was right. The majority of the audience there was like, oh, what's what's this? You know, funny kids with weird color hair. But all of a sudden, a mud fight started happening, 
and they were throwing it on stage. We were throwing it back, and it just got all chaotic. And like by the end, like we kept trying to play. Um, like Billy was getting like mud hitting his guitar. Mike's getting mud on, his, on the bass, hitting him. Um, luckily, my drum set was just far enough back where I got a couple of like really well placed like <laughs> guys with really mortar, good arms, <laughs> mortar style dirt clods would hit me. But um, I was, you know, less uh, in harm's way. But those guys just, you know, and they're throwing it back, and it, it just got really fun um, and chaotic. And it was, you know, it was punk as fuck, and um, nobody expected that to happen. Mike actually got tackled by a security guard because he was covered in mud. The security guard didn't know who was who, tackled Mike and like broke his tooth and oh. like broke his elbow, like chipped his elbow or something. So like he had to miss a show. That was, yeah, that was the first show I think we had to miss because he got tackled. Uh, <laughs> Wait, on stage? On stage by our security. Well, not our, but security for the show. Um, they just thought he was a fan that jumped up on stage? Yeah. Yeah, because he had so much mud on him. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty gnarly. You see the video. The guy like grabs Mike and slams him down, and he's a like, big ass security guy. Like puts his weight into him. It's like, oh, ow, shit, man, that had to hurt. And then, uh, so but after that, like, I get, like you know, a couple million people saw that. And it was like, what was this? And it was like, oh, it's on MTV. These, these fucking guys, you know. Um, and the MTV was playing Longview, and so that was like our first video. It kind of went from there, and it's on vinyl, and you can get it now. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. awesome. At Factory Records. How crazy! On Seventeenth Street, right behind the Classic Clipper. <laughs> That's kind of awesome and sucks at the same time. That was twenty five years ago. <laughs> for me I'm like that makes me feel super seasoned. super young yeah seasoned yeah well I seasoned. still remember all that stuff it's crazy that it's that long ago what's weird is there I, did, did I miss here like Tiger's like the second oldest guy to win the Masters yeah yeah probably that makes me feel old because yeah. it's like Tiger's a kid like, just, wait, he's just not Jack that, yeah yeah he's not that much younger than than I am but well he is quite a bit younger than i am but um i always kind of think of him as like really young yeah you know and he won his first masters in 97 yeah so, i mean that was three years after woodstock so yeah and i saw uh recently you went to see american idiot on at chapman yeah tell us a little bit about that how that came about i went to see it in la a few years ago incredible uh-huh loved it um but like, what was the process of like even thinking that that was a possibility, or how did that? Well, right now it's in like the schools, have yeah. It. Like so, like colleges, high schools, like uh, theater groups and stuff. But we ran the tour, like so it was on Broadway first, yeah. and then ran it around the world, and then that tour stopped, and so now it's just like sort of licensing the, yeah. the play to. But like, where did that come from originally to think? This is something we want to do because I mean it's it was kind so... of when we were making American Idiot the record it like we were kind of joking about oh yeah we should make a, a play we make this a musical make a Broadway play and you know kind of that sort of like well is that a crazy idea or is that a like, really good idea, idea? yeah so, right some of the best ideas are crazy as fuck yeah but it was cool seeing it at Chapman uh, Cade Becker a friend of ours is in it and. uh they must they must have worked really hard on that and they did two performances like and then it was, it was like oh man yeah. you want to like do that like 20 yeah, times right like, they are so good but yeah it was amazing they only did two like two shows yeah that two, is crazy two nights it's a lot of work just to do. a lot of work they had the, the live band up there playing everything and uh it's like getting getting everything ready and all your ducks in a row to go on tour and then you just play two shows Hmm. We're gonna we're gonna play on Thursday and we're gonna play on Saturday and then we're done. Thank you. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> Did we want to call Adrian? Call him. All right. So let's set this up. This is something that I want to do with any guests that come on that are fun, like you, Trey. Where I'm gonna be like, let's call someone awesome. Okay. And the joke is is that you're 
pitching them to become a member over here. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not a great joke, but that's yeah. like the shtick, mm-hmm. right? So it's basically you pushing him to come on as a guest on Member Guest. He's not going to answer FaceTime. You go FaceTime audio. Well, you're already doing regular FaceTime. Yeah. yeah oh, this is more what? exciting. This is... You know what's a bummer is that we can't leave a message. Okay, well, we'll have to... Let's try this again. Don't ever give Dave or Trey your phone number. <laughs> <laughs> and his number is... All right, so you have you have opted to call Adrian Young, drummer, another fellow drummer. For the Call Someone Awesome segment. Call Someone Awesome. He's not going to answer, probably no matter what. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Adrian, I'd like to, I'd like to pitch you something real quick. Are you pocket dialing me? No, sir. Can you hear me? This is this is not my pocket. There you are. Yeah. It's not my pocket. You get it. Hi, Adrian. Hi, Adrian. It's Dave. How are you? Hi. Hey. So we just want to we want to pitch something to you real quick. Have Have you ever dreamed of? Becoming a member. A member of what? A member of member guest. <laughs> so that's like a part-time member. Well, as a guest or as a member. Member podcast You would be. You, you would be a a member, but there is an initiation. Adrian, we're actually we we've got Trey right now. We're actually recording with him, so. This is what I was I was talking to you earlier about coming on at this time because we're all we had the chance to get together. So we're recording right now, and Trey is inviting you. He's extending the offer because Trey's a member of at some point down the future becoming a member yourself. Were you to be so inclined? Um, I would consider that sure. (laughs) (laughs) I know that didn't sound very convincing, so. Well, Dagnabbit, well, you have our official endorsement. Well, thank you both for calling me and inviting me. It's a, it's a big way to go into the Ether break. Ask him who the, who's the smart one that's with him. Who, who's the smart one that you're with that uh, knew whose podcast it was? Uh, my friend Joe Horowitz, who used to be a professional golfer. Uh, I know Brendan pretty well. Joe Horowitz, all right. Well, uh, we just want to say something. Um, to conclude this segment of Call Someone Awesome, <laughs> Adrian, right. you're awesome. Well, thank you, Trey. Thank you, Dave. And thank you, everyone else in the room. I hear you laughing in the background. Lovely. Love you, Adrian. Thank you. Yeah, he's, a, he's a kind man. Brendan's the best. <laughs> See you, Bye, bye Adrian. Right. Bye, Joe. All right. Call Someone Awesome. There you have it. Can you always come on the show to be the caller? <laughs> Just do a bunch now. We're going to bring in, in the future. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. We'll bring in Trey to now call somebody three awesome. Now here's three awesome. We can do a three-way call where we call you and then you call somebody. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to be here. Nice. We're just going to be Three-way like, member. Uh, we have that technology now. <laughs> this is the point where we call Trey and then he has to call somebody and then we, re- we record it through the extension of the microphones. Yeah. Trey, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, I will refill that drink where you used oh. to be so inclined. He needs a new ice cube. Look at that. That's a piddly little cube there. No, I can, we can fix that. We usually wait until the microphones are off to ponder the universe here together. Remember, guys, let, let's, let's talk about constellations and, and new galaxies and stuff. I thought but you're gonna, we don't have to bore your listeners. I thought you were going to say constipation, not constellation. I seriously, Get it? that's where my brain went. Right? Get it? Get Get it. It. Too Get many it. poop stories. Yeah. yeah, lots of poop stories. Awesome. Trey, thanks again. Thank you for being here. We appreciate it. Love having you on. So we were doing an experiment here, though, before uh, we turned the recorder on. We got uh, four worms, and we put them, one of them in a a jar of whiskey, one of them in a jar of wine, one of them in a uh, jar of beer, and one of them in a jar of water. And then we ourselves made made some drinks, and we hung out for about half an hour. We came back to see the results, and the worm in the whiskey was dead. The worm in the wine was dead. The worm in the beer... You guessed it, dead. 
the worm in the water was thriving. What does that tell you guys? Don't drink water. Don't well, be a worm? No, if you drink wine, whiskey, or beer, you won't have worms. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants mm-hmm. worms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you a dad jokes? What no. was my one from the last time? Okay, I'll ask you. We'll end with this now, no matter what. What it uh, when one tomato stepped on the other? What did he say? What did he say? Ketchup. Uh, <laughs> I'm not telling that joke. I don't think 100 percent correctly. Think you're telling that properly. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand it. Am I that He's stupid? squishing the tomato and saying no. ketchup, but yeah, it should but be a play like... on ketchup. Nailed it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. Second time. You're part of the Two Timers Club. All right. So she's only only a couple. Yeah, there's only a couple two timers. You're one of them. I'm I'm definitely one of them. It's like the you go from like the silver to the gold membership, mm-hmm. and then any three and above. Is I still platinum. don't have voting rights. No. Once you get to platinum, you get okay. voting rights. Okay. So you got to come back one more time. And then, then anything get, after that, you get then voting you rights. Get to vote. Yeah. I don't know what you're voting on, but we'll let you vote. Yeah, I'll let you vote now. You want to vote? Yay. Okay. <laughs> That's one. <laughs> one of three abstains. So I guess it passes. It passes. <laughs> Trey, uh, people can follow you, Trey, at Trey Cool on Instagram, right? I that's guess. All you're, that's all you're doing these days, right? Trey Cool at Instagram, yeah. And then you guys have Green Day and... Green Day, Facebook, Trey Cool, Twitter, but I only you go guys on are... there when I'm feeling like tweeting, which is never. <laughs> I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Mark's with My you. last tweet was in 2014. I've been sloughing off on the Instagram lately, too. You know, my favorite thing in, in the world is Yelp. That's all I ever do is write Yelp reviews on places. I'll just drive by. <laughs> Never even been there. Just drove by this place. Looks great. Bug it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> you got a killer sign. Yeah. All right, for us, at member guests on one Twitter. of them. At member guest official on Instagram, and as always, member-guest.com. Trey, Taste you came it. as a member today. You didn't even come as a guest, and you're leaving as a member, which is you awesome. You didn't That's lose good. your, your good. membership. You've already shared your final thoughts. You've already shared your final joke. So let's just say, may your drives fly straight, and your guitars and drums. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Now, now and, forever. and forever. Adios. Adios. Definitely work on our. You guys need some little sound effects box. I get a little shitty one. Right there. Yeah. I got a rabbit.